0: So the derivations uh, between price and utility are found on this matrix that we call supply and demand in microeconomics. Um, not to be confused with inventory. Um, utility is, uh, you can think of it as less hours in a time period or you could also think of it as an entrant into a market since that's what we're looking at. It's uh, markets as in uh, different SKUs of goods and services, physical or quantity or quality, and uh, between markets. So not just their uh, physical qualities or service quality, but uh, different verticals. Which are inclusive of all and uh, input costs. Fixed costs are variable, and that is what is able to profit from uh, after you build it, which some old school economists will call this rent. Um, But if we want to be fair about it, these are outright sales, and any excess price where the consumer is not the price giver but the price taker where the volume is on the ask like in the in a case of uh an insurance pool uh the producer is really uh hitting their own ask by executing the invoice and uh you know you deal with end user license agreements as a user researcher and copywriter and for you know uh, your ceo and you're designing a product you want to make sure that you're not co-signing a third party uh, to the contract. and it's pretty simple contract law but taking it from the product perspective might have been easier for me to get than taking it from the banker perspective. Um, but, you know, I did go in looking for an answer as to how I can stop inflation, uh, including home prices. You know, I don't know what else. I mean, real GDP is really just uh, employee benefits and government deficit. You tell that to anybody, even swingers, and I'm talking about the political swingers. Uh, which is like a third of non voters, especially in New Jersey, you tell them that, and they 'll turn tail right so say i don't know what that means turn tail Are we animals oh yes, so this podcast will talk about a lot of things, not just micro theory but any insemination or uncontradiction just uh, a hypothesis that's to be discovered in statistics and um, how we can assimilate microeconomics with statistics uh really is just uh an embellishment of of what you can see in sti- in at econometrics. Uh, and just using the statistical phrases of a sample of a hundred, uh, or I suggest a hundredth of a population. Uh, granting it's shuffled uh, in either case. Uh, otherwise, just, you know, re- you could shuffle the addresses too. But, the, you know, you'll see that statistics and calculus are taught together uh, for good reason (laughs) I should tell you right now what that reason is Uh, but endogenous things are things that are affected by other things and if you know the whole unit of something it's exogenous and so you're looking for equations where there are a bunch of exogenous factors that you can build and and prove Um, and this is usually this is the thing with M- m- econometrics it's uh the marginal change between sets of econom uh macroeconomics really because that's the accounting and you just want to ascertain how damages or as expense i mean what else is value but less utility of or a measure of less utility uh because there's taking more hours or more costs than it, than it did in the previous period uh, is emblematic of hours of yesterday so you could that's why I say the fourth quadrant is uh, leisure so what you do is you so GDP uh, per person is uh, definitely the top and then the first quadrant is something else that is just not on my prerogative. But uh, that's... I'll bring that up later. But the to the right is certainly utility. It's where economic welfare... And that's just where price is notwithstanding. But the matrix allows you to multiply both axes uh, to make a plane. And uh, certainly the bottom right the fourth quadrant is uh how leisure is ascertained i mean maybe amortized because we're talking about changes in prices because how do you value something but to compare it to another geospatial period or just period time period or you need to compare not uh two different snapshots of value uh, in order to ascertain the utility, but that is what productivity is it 's just it 's actually value per hour, and we're trying to find leisure, which is quite the opposite of that so that is that is what that is what the f- the first quadrant is productivity uh, this could be wage labor productivity or it could be profits uh, and this would be. Before personal income, it's in a profit account, business account. You could spend out of that as a 1099 if you're camp medical or tuition. It's it's for your own business. If you're a bartender, sure, go ahead. You're camping next to a place that you need to be. I mean, it's convenient to your customers, I'm sure they'll say. but So, yeah, the fourth quadrant is leisure, and that's uh, that's taking into account not only less hours, uh Oh, I guess, you know what? The second quadrant is productivity. <laughs> so that's more hours and more price. And that's what drives me nuts. I mean, I am—I went to Hopkins to study markets. And I told them, I want to study how the Chinese teach their people through film. Because it's obviously the easiest and most... It's the most layman way to declare things, and uh, yeah, my intention was to find the the way out of market crashes and found contrative, uh, f- found Schumpeter, and then I found Marx, and that was really. Now, 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 now we're trying to fight this misinformation I mean it's incredible because Marx he actually said that he didn't he didn't want the socialists to turn the word against them now it's like okay actually you know what I don't know if socialism or communism came first but like as a etymological word but he complained about socialism he attested himself to communism so I feel like the former came after the latter anyway he said it's vulgar when you take the production to mean uh, something to be redistributed instead of the productivity meaning the modes of trade and angles uh Namely said, uh, outright sales is what we're looking for, and this coincides well with uh, microeconomics. So this is why I say that it is the saving grace of bleeding hearts in America, microeconomics. You know, I never thought Marx was smart in the way people talked about him, but When you read his stuff, he was just sarcastic and dense. And he did say that he does not want to redistribute things. He wants labor to get sales and he wants profits to go to shareholders right away. There's no monopolies. So that is what communism means. It's antitrust. It's efficiency. It's infinite producers and consumers and demand and substitute of supply and trying to get away from laborless demand where really it amounts to a deadweight loss or a movement to the left and up. I mean, who knows what it is. I mean, deadweight loss is almost like a... If you couldn't put it in the chart of that market, but, I mean, taxes are of that market. Like, we'll even say in the economics field that taxes are included. I mean, fixed costs are included too, but at a certain point if you're loaning it out, le- um leasing it out is what is this economic development but an ongoing fi- an ongoing input cost uh that is more than you otherwise would if it was just sold outright or just like it becomes sort of the deficit again, where it's more than the input costs, and it's uh, it it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. Uh, what kind of growth is good? Why is it why is it that only some of the input costs are good? I mean, it's all just uncounted when it's a deficit in real GDP or employment benefits, which is just a business account spending on the cost of living of employees as a cost of goods sold. It's a huge, huge source of non-uniform, polyform taxes in our society and it's it's causing a lot more value. <laughs> uh, a lot more value, a lot more spending, a lot less... Utility and leisure, a lot more hours worked.